What it is, guys, your boy Alton. I'm so analyzing, and today we got Super Bowl 57. All right, the game I'm gonna talk about was a great game. We're gonna get into that, and then we're gonna get into the title. The question that's in the title, and we're gonna go over my predictions that I said in the beginning of the season and see how they ended up. All right, so let's start off with Super Bowl 57. The Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs, won 38 to 35, getting their third Super Bowl all time. I mean, they beat the Philadelphia Eagles 38 to 35. Mahomes won his second Super Bowl MVP. Now, looking at his stats, you're going to look at the 21 completions for 27 passing attempts. You're going to say, oh, that's good. You're going to look at his touchdown reception ratio 3 to 0. That's great. You're going to look at his passer rating 131.8. That's great as well. You're going to look at his QBR and you're going to say 96.4. That's outstanding. Outstanding. Look, QBR, which is 1 through 100. This man got a 96.4. Almost a flawless game. So you're going to look at that and then you're going to look at his passing yards and say 182. That's it exactly but it has to do with possession right the first half the eagles they had 21 minutes of possession compared to the chiefs eight minutes eight minutes that's it all right lopsided a bit much wouldn't you say okay but that's why that's why i believe the passing numbers were low and his passing attempts right but the chiefs they also run the ball more had 26 carries for 158 yards. Pacheco had 15 of those of those 26 carries, 76 yards, one touchdown. I think it was all part of Andy Reid's plan, in my opinion, right? Because that's the Eagles' Achilles heel. We've been talking about this playoffs, okay? This season, Eagles can't stop the run. They just cannot stop the run. That's their Achilles heel. They just they just can't stop it at all. Now the Chiefs' O line. We gave him some credit, but I told y'all I gave him a little edge in the preview of this episode. They only allowed five QB hits and zero sacks. Zero sacks. All right, to this Eagles team, where I was saying the front seven was the best, who four guys in their front seven had 70. Those guys were the ones that accumulated 70-plus sacks. This Chiefs O-line, Andrew Wiley, Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney, Orlando Brown Jr. They kept them quiet. They kept his defensive line quiet. Josh Sweat, quiet. Hassan Reddick, quiet. Fletcher Cox, quiet. Brandon Graham wasn't even on the stat sheet, my guy. He wasn't even on the stat sheet. So props to those guys up front. Again, shit done. Now the Eagles defense, they got exposed. Just like my boy Brandon Ayuk said. Just like Debo said. Brandon Ayuk said they had a plan in for them. It was going to expose them. But Brock Purdy got injured and we couldn't exploit that. Debo said the defensive line is the one that helps out the DBs. He said Brad Frames Badbury is trash. Uh, at first, I thought Debo was kind of crazy. But what did the DBs have in this game? They had no interception response. They passed. They had no passes defended. The only pass defense was by TJ Edwards. And he's a linebacker. The DBs, no passes defended. 
poor, poor defense. They got exposed, man. They got exposed. 38 points on your head. 38 points. Now we can't refrain from giving that criticism to the Chiefs defense as well because they played just as poor. All right, they let Jalen Hurts, who would have been the Super Bowl MVP, he would have been if they won, throw for 27 completions, 38 yards. I mean, what? 27 completions, 38 passing attempts, 305 passing yards, 305. Touchdown interception ratio. 1-0, QBR of 79.7, and a passer rating of 103.4, and he was a rushing leader on top of that, 15 carries, 70 yards, 3 rushing touchdowns, this is the best performance in a loss by QB I've ever seen, me personally, right, Brady in Super Bowl 52 when he passed for like 500 and five passing yards that's the second best and i only have him second best because he had less of a completion percentage i think he was like a 58 percent and jalen hurts in this game was like 71 percent and brady had no rushing touchdowns while my boy jalen hurts had three three and then one passing touchdown he would have been super Bowl mvp bro bro he would have been and then i picked him to be super Bowl mvp man i would have been like something right as well but his favorite target in this game though was Devontae Smith he targeted nine times for and he caught seven of those balls by a hundred and got a hundred yards receiving he was but though Jalen Hurts was spraying the ball around oh he passed it to AJ Brown who on eight targets called eight balls for 96 yards one touchdown and Dallas Goddard on seven targets had six receptions 60 460 yards i feel bad for Jalen, man i feel that performance was great it was almost flawless but he had one flaw he had one he had one error and that error cost him the game i think they cost the eagles the game and that was his fumble his fumble return for a touchdown by nick bolton that cost him the game you take off that touchdown that's 35 31 for the eagles Okay, and then on the last drive the Eagles had where they kicked the field goal and they won. If it's 35-31, Chiefs got to score a touchdown. There's no field goal in this. They got to score a touchdown. And now they're thinking, do we have to waste Do we waste the time and then try to score a touchdown in the last second, which is not guaranteed. Not guaranteed like the kick, like the kicking a field goal. Or do they say, we score it now and then we try to stop them. And what the Chiefs, the Chiefs look like, they weren't stopping Jalen Hurts today. So we never know. We'll never know. But I think that fumble cost them heavily. It cost them the game. Now, Bagnolo's defense, they had two sacks. But, you know, I'm going to take off one because one of them was Hurts. Like he, was, he just got tackled for loss outside the numbers, and that counts as a sack. Uh, they had two QB hits, two passes defended. Wow, only 35 points, which is not great. All right, Chris Jones, who was a candidate for defensive player of the year, it was real quiet this game real quiet not a great game from zero sacks but bolton the, the, the fumble return for a touchdown that was massive like i previously mentioned about it but besides that mahomes he carried them the offense they carried them you know juju travis they travis kelsey they carried them opacheco they carried this team to victory 
we can't leave the game without saying or have commenting about the refs. Now, the refs, in my opinion, before that before that freaking horrible call, they had a great game. Alright, the delay of games that they had that they called on Philly, that was good. That's 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 not how you do it. The neutral zone infraction on the Chiefs, that's a good call. Obviously, it was a neutral zone fraction, the reverse, even the reverse call on the fumble that Sanders had, where uh, Snead punched it out, and then the ball went, returned for a touchdown, they called that back. I think that was a good call. He didn't make a football move, Sanders didn't make a football move, in my opinion, so that's incomplete. And I'm thinking, is it finally, bro, the refs are going to have a big game, and they don't mess it up. They made all good calls. Until, that was premature, until they called a holding call on James Bradbury for quote-unquote holding Juju. Now, Bradbury said after the game that it was a hold, all right? So, he admitted that it was a hold and that they hoped the refs weren't going to call it. Now, even after he admitted it, I still think it's soft hold. I think it's, I still think it's a soft holding call, all right? To, to me, it looked like he barely tugged on his shirt, barely tugged him. Okay, and, and, and in my opinion, in that situation, you cannot call that. You cannot call that, bro. Under two minutes left in a 35-35 game, third and eight in the red zone, you cannot call that, bro. In the Super Bowl, you cannot call. Let the boys play, bro. It was like a little tug. Let them play. Let them play. And then it would be, it would have been fourth and eight, and then you know. It makes great spectacular for us viewers. Because it's fourth and eight. Chiefs got this side. Are they gonna go for it? Are they gonna kick it? And then we don't know how the game ends up. It would it could have been something spectacular. But we don't know because they called the foul. They called the hold. Like that. Come on. So it just kind of ruined the expectation. But even that, I think it was actually a good game by the refs, low key. Good game by the refs. So we're talking about Mahomes. He wins the second Super MVP. Chiefs get their third Super Bowl trophy in their history. Now the question is, does this make Mahomes a top five QB all time? Is he a top five QB all time? I'm going to say yes, he is. I'm going to say yes, he is a top five QB all time right now. Now my originally my top five list was Brady. Uh, Joey Montana, Joey Montana, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, and Drew Brees, all in that order. Now, what I'm gonna do now, the upgrade list, is I'm gonna take off Drew Brees, and the list is gonna be number one, Tom Brady, number two, Joe Montana, number three, Peyton Manning, number four, Patrick Mahomes, and five, Aaron Rodgers. Now, let me explain for y'all, call blasphemy. Alright. I take off Breeze off the list. Cause though he has eighty thousand passing yards, which is second all time behind Brady, and he's second all time in passing completions, which is seven thousand one hundred and forty two, and in passing touchdowns, which is five hundred and seventy one, his accolades come short compared to his statistics. He has one Super Bowl, his career he won one that one Super Bowl MVP and he was one time all pro now which is good okay I'm not saying I'm not poo-pooing this accolades are right? even it's better than Dan Marino has but it com- 
compared to his other fellows in the top five, that's not enough. It's not enough. Right? And I have Mahomes ahead of A-Rod because though A-Rod is top 10 in passing yards with 59K and he's top 5 in passing touchdowns with 475 passing touchdowns while having the best touchdown interception ratio ever with 475 passing touchdowns and 105 interceptions he also has four times he's four time MVP that's why he's higher than Brees because he was also a four time all pro but why have Mahomes higher he only has one Super Bowl one Super Bowl MVP he's never been a Super Bowl ever since Brock Mahomes already beat him in Super Bowl appearances he's only been Super Bowl one time Aaron Rodgers and he's had those error after error in the NFC Championship game error after error it's like four times he's lost in the NFC Championship game that's gonna count against you at some point Patrick Mahomes he already has 24,000 passing yards 192 touchdowns and only five years starting like, like, let's go back to the yards. He has 24,000 passing yards and five years starting. Joe Montana had 40,000 passing yards his whole career. 40,000 passing yards his whole career. And here, Mahomes already has half of that in five years starting. Okay, his stats, they're going to go higher and higher and higher. That's why my ranking is also based, it's also based on projection. Because it's just, the stats are just going to keep going higher. The way this offense runs... They're just going to pass the ball, pass the ball. So Mahomes, he's even going higher and higher and higher. That's what's going to happen. And in those five years starting, he already has two Super Bowls. One, three Super Bowl appearances. He's a two-time Super Bowl MVP. And he's a two-time All-Pro already. So I think that beats out Brees and Aaron Rodgers. To me, accolades matter more than statistics. And each accolade has its weight. Alright, for me, I, I got the Super Bowls. That weighs the highest thing. That's like the biggest achievement you could win. And then it's regular season MVPs. And then it's Super Bowl MVPs. Now, why I have regular season MVPs over Super Bowl MVPs is because the regular season MVP you gotta keep that consistency game after game after game. So you prove each game why you're the best player or why you're the most valuable player on your team. Now Super Bowl MVP, you just gotta be good for one game. You just gotta be good for one game. And then history tells you that MVPs, regular season MVPs are just worth more. Because Super Bowl MVP, like an example, Malcolm Smith, when he won with the Seahawks Super Bowl 48, when they beat him, the Broncos like 48 to I don't know, 6, was it, or 48, or 47 to 8, something like that was the score, right? What did Malcolm Smith do after the Super Bowl? Nothing. He wasn't as good. That's what happens, like, I think we're going to Super Bowl MVP. Mm. Oh, James White, I think for the Patriots. Where is he right now? I don't even know. I think he's on the Patriots, though. Let's make an all-time player. That's what happens. Nick Foles, he won Super Bowl MVP. Where's he at right now? So, like, they have, obviously, some value because, you know, you're stuck. this is the biggest stage, and that's when you came out the most. But regular season, MVP matters more than Super Bowl MVP. So I got to give out to that. And Mahomes already has two of those. So he already has more than Breeze. 
Breeze is more than Breeze. Because Breeze didn't have one at all. And he's only two short of Aaron Rodgers. You don't think he can catch Aaron Rodgers with four MVPs? I believe he can. And that's why I have him a ton. Because I value those Super Bowls. Those two Super Bowls. Because he was a clear dog. Even like, like Charles Barkley said. He was a bus driver. That puts him over Aaron Rodgers. Because Aaron Rodgers has not passed the NFC Championship game. And Mahomes already did that. Mahomes already had five straight AFC title games at his house. So I gotta put Mahomes there. You might be thinking, oh, it's recency bias. I don't even like Mahomes, bro. I don't even like I don't like And I mean like him like he's not my favorite player. That's what I mean. Like he looks he looks like a cool guy. That's cool. I don't mean I'm not judging you, I'm not judging you on the field. And he's not my favorite player. He's not my favorite quarterback. I like to watch him play, but he's not my favorite quarterback. I'm literally being Objective, and what I'm being objective about is that when I see him play, I say this is the best quarterback in the NFL. Not only do my eyes and do the stats prove it, but his accolades are now starting to prove it. So you have to. I gotta admit to greatness. I gotta admit what I'm seeing, and I see him. He's a top five quarterback all time, and it's right there. That's why he's at number four. It's not blasphemy. Just look at it. It's not blasphemy. It's just the facts. It's just the facts. We'll switch on to my predictions, all right? Let's see which ones are going wrong, which ones are going right. So I had Josh Allen, although being my MVP, now it's not as crazy, you know? I mean, it's not crazy, all right? Because Josh Allen was actually in it all the way, and I think until the half season, mid season, where he started just throwing these horrible interceptions. Like, he was just he was being turnover crazy. He was just trying to be a glunt singer, and I think it got to his head a little bit. He was just trying to do stuff. Like he, was, he was trying to do extra stuff to help his team win. And that just that didn't go in his favor at all. And now he was top 10 in passing yards with 4,283, which is good. And he had a touchdown interception ratio of 35 to 14, which is also good. But I think those interceptions at the end and then how they lost, they just, you know, it just didn't go in his favor. But. He could come back next year. I'll stand out, but I still like I still like him better than Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. I still like him better, but he's not the best quarterback right now. He's not the best. He's probably the third right now because Joe beat him in the playoffs. So come on, Josh. I expect you to bounce back. See what you got. Now the actual MVP was Patrick Mahomes, obviously. All right, he led the league in passing uh, yards with five thousand two hundred and fifty. He had a 67.1 completion percentage. He led the NFL in yards per, per game with 300. That's insane, 300 yards per game. He led the NFL in touchdown passes with 41. He's a 41 to 12 touchdown interception ratio. He led the NFL in QBR 77.6. And he had a passer rating of 105.2. Now, low key, if you think about it, this might be the greatest quarterback season of all time of all time because look he led the league in passing yards he led the league in passing touchdowns he led the league in qbr he won a super bowl he won a super bowl mvp he won a regular season mvp all in one season now what might count it what people might not be talking about it that he didn't pass 50 
passing touchdowns. Now, if he did pass 50 passing touchdowns, I think it would be heavily be mentioned. Heavily. Because look at all his stats. And then you look at all his accolades. And then he won the biggest thing. I think it has to be considered one of the greatest seasons the quarterbacks ever had. It might be even the greatest season the quarterbacks ever had. I mean, I'm going to have to do even more research on that. Because I was thinking about that right now. Could it be? Like, Kurt Warner was the last quarterback, 1999. He won Super Bowl, and he won regular season. We won the Super Bowl against the Titans. And they stopped him at the goal line. I remember that. I, mean, I don't remember that, but you know, I remember hearing the history about it. That was the last time someone won it. Super Bowl MVP. Uh, won Super Bowl and the MVP. Now, I don't know if he led the league in passing yards. He probably did, because that was the greatest offense on turf. But Mahomes... Harvey said everything, bro. Harvey said well, everything he leads in and what he won might be the greatest season quarterbacks ever had. Offense player of the year. I picked Jonathan Taylor, and he got injured, and the Colts didn't do great. They didn't make the playoffs, so yeah, that's why he was out. He got injured, and then he wasn't even in. The people who won, though, was, Jack, was uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, he led the league. And a receiving yards with 1,809. He had eight touchdowns. He averaged 106.4 yards per game, which led the NFL. So, yeah, Josh Jefferson, he was balling. You know, he had that stupendous catch versus the Bills. I think that really took him over the notch. He was gritting on everyone again this year. And he had a spectacular year, no doubt, Justin Jefferson. He had the best receiver in the NFL this season. Defensive Player of the Year, I predicted Nick Bosa, and Nick Bosa actually won. Let's go. One prediction by Nick Bosa. He had 18.5 sacks this year, which led the NFL. And, I mean, what else could you say, bro? That's why he's the best defensive player of the year. He also had the most QBs hits. I think he had, like, like a lot, actually a lot of tackles for loss for defensive end. Nick Bosa, he's just that guy, bro. He's just that guy. And I'm happy because he's a Niner, and I got that one actually right. So I believed in my boy, and I got rewarded. Let's get it. Uh, George Pickens, I had him as Offensive Rookie of the Year. And that didn't work out because the Steelers didn't have a great record. They weren't great this year. I mean, he did have some. He was having chemistry with Trubisky. He was kind of struggling at first. I'm not sure. He's kind of struggling at first, but then he changed QBs to Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett has some chemistry with George Pickens. I remember that Raiders game that, like, during Christmas, he passed Christmas Eve. When he passed to him, remember, for the little game-winning touchdown. That was cool. You can see the chemistry building. I think George Pickens is going to get better next year, but he wasn't as good as Garrett Wilson, who I think he led all rookie receivers, like, passing. I mean, in receiving yards. Let me check real quick. And yes, he did. Yes, he did. He was 15 with 1,103. Now, for a rookie, that's pretty good. That's pretty good for a rookie. So, great job on him. You know, the Jets, they're the Jets. They're going to get their recognition. Defensive Rookie of the Year, I picked Aiden Hutchinson. Now, the line started off way slow like they were trashed the beginning of the season and then mid-season onward they started winning their games and they became better and then Hutchinson became better but it was a little bit too 
position. I actually won it with Sauce Gardner, cornerback for the Jets. He had two interceptions, 20 passes defended. You know, the Jets did better. And like I said, they have more recognition. In my opinion, though, it should have been Tariq Woolen, cornerback, rookie, four, the Seattle Seahawks. So he had six picks, 16 passes defended. I think he should have won, but I think it's because he's in a market in Seattle. Sauce Gardner's in the Jets. They're going to pick the Jets. And not even just because his stats are better. Woolen's stats are better. But also, he was a fifth-round pick. He's not expected to do this. He's not expected to have these numbers. While Sauce Gardner over here is a first-round pick. So, I would have picked Tariq Woolen. I would have voted for him if I had a vote. Coach of the year, I picked Kyle Shanahan. And, I mean, he wasn't a candidate, so I wasn't, like, off. He wasn't a candidate. He was a candidate for this. But Brian Dable won it, head coach of the Giants. And I ain't mad at that. He did turn the Giants around. Again, it's New York media. It's New York. Everyone watches New York games. That's just how it is. That's why he won. But I'm not saying he didn't deserve it because he did. You know, the Giants were trash. And he actually made Daniel Jones pretty decent. You got to say he quant back on track. The defense got better, so the Giants were better, so no count. But Brian Dable only deserves deserves that. Come back player of the year and beat Juju. Now I'm not off as much because he won the Super Bowl. So he was a big part of the Super Bowl, so I ain't gonna lie, it was a pretty good prediction. But Gino Gino Smith actually won it. Quarterback for the Seahawks. Alright, he led the league in completion percentage, sixty-nine point eight. Okay, they wrote him off, but he ain't right back. So that's just how it is. Gino won. Congrats to them. Seahawks, it looked actually pretty good. Which I ain't gonna lie, I'm kind of scared. But it looked pretty good. Let's see what they do next year. Teams who didn't make the playoffs and I thought this year would. Okay, I'll be the Chargers. Now, that's a good one. Because they did make the playoffs. But they choked against the Jaguars. And they lost. So that was pretty uh disappointing but at least they made the playoffs I had the Broncos going and that was a horrible pick Rush was trash this season he was straight garbo the defense though was legit I mean they were a top 10 defense and they were I like Baron Browning I remember Bradley Chubb Bradley Chubb was there but then he got out but Simmons Justin Simmons bro he was good when he was playing like they were good Okay, they were good I like the Broncos defense but their offense was just trash Russ, he was looked awful he didn't have any chemistry with his receivers he didn't have any chemistry with Jerry he didn't have any chemistry with Cortland he didn't have any chemistry with all the other tight ends I forgot one of the tight ends and then Javante Williams got injured so the Broncos man they, they look bad big they look bad big by me Colts, another bad pick. Matt Ryan, he's. Remember, I said he should retire. He's probably should retire already. Um, they fired Frank Reich and they got Jeff Saturday. They they look like a fire dump dumpster fire. So, Colts, not a good pick. Saints, another not good pick. I mean, the NFC South was trash this year. Man, the Buccaneers got it. And the Saints were like second place, I believe. They had Andy Dalton as their quarterback. I thought Dennis Allen would improve the team. Not really. He did not. Uh, the Ravens. The Ravens didn't make the playoffs. And without Lamar, they made it with my boy Huntley. My boy 
Huntley. Not really for us, first name. My boy Huntley. They made it with him. And the Ravens, they weren't they weren't great this year. They weren't bad either. Like they could win some games, but it just showed you how Lamar is valuable to this franchise, and they still don't want to pay him. They still want to give him his long con- long-term contract. Lamar is literally proving he's the Ravens, and they need him to win. Sorry, Lamar, but it looks like you're not gonna get your money, Doc. Not gonna get your money. It'd be like that. It'd be like that. But we'll see what they do. We'll see what the Ravens do. Alright, so that was the end of the episode, guys. That was the end of the NFL season. Another NFL season in the books. I like the way the season went, man. To be honest, I like every NFL season. Because it's just football. I just love football. I just like to watch football. And another good season. Ready for September for the new NFL season to start. And let's see what my predictions will be then. See y'all in the next one.